You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey there, Nonplus listeners. You're the sort of person who likes to partake of a tipple from time to time. A what? A tipple. You know, it's a bit of, it's a bit of booze, but coyly and a little British. Coyly British is my stage name. Okay. If you enjoy a cocktail from time to time and you're looking to jazz things up a bit, you should definitely check out Shaker and Spoon. Yeah, Shaker and Spoon is a really cool subscription service that helps you be your own mixologist. They send you a new box every month centered around a carefully curated cocktail theme. Inside, you'll find all your ingredients, instructions, and even mixology definitions to help you craft your very own fancy cocktails. You provide the poison, Shaker and Spoon provides the pizzazz. To sign up and get $20 off your first box, head over to shakerandspoon.com forward slash nonplussed. Again, that's shaker, A-N-D, spoon.com slash nonplussed to get 20% off your first order. I'll drink to that. And one for Molly. If you anticipate Don't it. Me. Don't judge me. Just love me unconditionally, please. Okay. No, you're not gonna see one. I don't know the I don't know the song. Like, I don't know the words. Another episode of Non Plus to Gay Romp through the Disney Plus Vault. That over there is my husband Clancy. Over there is my husband Josh. And we are Non Plus, a mischief media podcast. Hello, honey. Hi, honey. We're opening this week's episode with a question. It is. What if we didn't watch a movie? <laughs> what if we wait? What if we didn't? What if we didn't? As if. <laughs> what? No, um, but we'll get to that in a minute. First, uh, as always, I just feel the need to plug Mischief Merch. They've got a spooky collection now um, where you can get a T-shirt and other merch for, that says book a la Hocus Pocus, as well as some Sanderson Witch Museum merch. Uh, so head on over to MischiefMerch.com. And of course, if you get any MCU stuff or non-plus stuff, you can use the code non-plus 10. You get 10% off that stuff, but just that stuff. Yes, you can. Not the other stuff. Not the other stuff. But you should just buy it you all. You should still buy the other stuff. Yeah. Um, what's in the news, clients, man? Scarlett Johansson has sued Disney over contracting. Why do we keep keep having to see these headlines where women are having to assert their their bottom line and their value and their worth? Yeah, it, it's it's really frustrating. Uh, the I think the key takeaways here was that her contract was made before Disney Plus was even a thing. Yes. Like it wasn't launched, nothing like that. Yeah, because so, this went into pre-production years ago and so it just it kind of sucks that like we have to do these sort of things and like th- this is this well, and is- they tried to blame it. they're like oh well you're really trying to take advantage of the pandemic you know it's like no she just wants her cut like just like anybody else does just like any all of other the other business. movies right like <sighs> yeah it sucks just pay disney pay your artists please please um, we also got an Entertainment Weekly exclusive first look at the Muppets Haunted Mansion. We got a few photos from this. Yeah. It's coming to the platform this fall as a celebration of both the Muppets and 
the Haunted Mansion from the piece first announced in May. Muppets Haunted Mansion stars Gonzo the Great, Pepe the King, Prawn, all of your favorite Muppet personalities. Uh, the special takes place on Halloween when Gonzo is challenged to spend one very daring night in the most grim grinning place on Earth, the Haunted Mansion. Ooh. There's a picture of Kermit and Miss Piggy dressing as one another that looks as if it's a photo of us. Yeah, no, I... I- I tried to report it on Facebook because I saw myself <laughs> in that photo. <laughs> that, so that'll be fun. Um, we've also got Disenchanted, the sequel to the Enchanted. film Enchanted, coming yep. to Disney Plus in 2022. And uh, it, it stars Amy Adams, Patrick Dempsey, James Marsden, Adina Menzel, and the director Adam Shankman. Uh, they're all returning for the sequel. So yeah, that's it's super cool. Very exciting. Yeah. Um, quick note, of course, uh, our research is from Wikipedia and IMDb. We didn't do Rotten Tomatoes or Box Office Mojo for this because it didn't seem worthwhile yeah. or relevant or what have you. But this week we are talking about um, specifically the first episode and kind of generally the Marvel uh, Disney Plus series. What if it dropped uh, this week. It started mm-hmm. on August 11th, 2021, created by AC Bradley. And this first episode was actually written by him, uh, directed by Brian Andrews. Um, Jeffrey Wright is Uwatu, the watcher or musics by Laura Capman. It's weird. Again, we're doing a TV show. We don't do these very often. So it's kind of harder to, to generalize here. But basically, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of people. There, there's a lot of folks. And in fact, um, many, many people, it, it, it's too many to list. And we'll make sure that we link articles in the description for sure. But a lot of folks reprise their roles from the live action films in mm-hmm. this show or will be doing so um, for this first episode. Haley Atwell was Peggy Carter slash Captain Carter. Um, Josh Keaton doing Steve Rogers instead of Chris Evans. Right. Oh, we got Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Renner is going to be doing Clinton Barton Hawkeye. Stanley Tucci is Abraham Erskine and Dominic Cooper re- returns as Howard Stark. So those are both repeats. Yep. Bradley Whitford is back for John Flynn. Yes. He in the like the Agent Carter one shot. He yeah. was her boss at the SSR. Right. It's the strategic something, something. Anyway, um, yeah, I had turned to Josh and was like, that sounds like the West Wing guy. And he's like, yes, yep, it is. Bradley Whitford. Yeah, it is. Um, we had Ross Markand as the Red Skull. He was the guy who took over for What's His Bucket in Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. We've got Neil McDonough as Dum Dum Duggan. And uh, Sebastian Stan is back as Bucky Barnes. Yes. And Toby Jones is back as Arnim Zola. So these are all the returning cast for this episode. But also we know that like this is. Chadwick Boseman's final performance as T'Challa is going to be in this season of what if, um, and there's a few other folks who are returning, but generally what this is, it's an anthology series. Mm -hmm. And now that we know that there are split timelines, there's a multiverse, there's variants, et cetera. We're now effectively being taken sort of twilight zone style through some of these different, uh, universes where one decision caused, a nexus event if we want to use the loki nomenclature yeah um and there's a pivot and now a different world a different reality a different universe is spinning off and it's uh jeffrey writes uatu the watcher um his job hobby i don't know um casual side gig to watch all of these different universes play out yeah i am the watcher I am your guide through these vast new realities. Follow me and ponder the question. What if? 
because they do a setup, like they very effectively tell the story of Captain America, the first Avenger in seconds. Yeah, no, I started this episode. I started, I I hit the timer because I'm like, wait, they did this entire movie in 15 minutes. And I feel like for like, they're going to do that for each episode of this is set up where it is in the MCU where they're creating a Nexus event. But even then you get all of the relevant details Mm -hmm. for the story. That's going to be contravened, counteracted, whatever split turned on its head, shapoopy or what have you. So yeah, I don't know if you have to have actually watched any of the other films. I I don't, I think the films, yes. Like for the, the, the characters that we're talking about, I think it'll make more sense if, (laughs) again, I, I would, I would say that you should probably watch the Marvel movies before you jump into these, but I I mean, you're not going to know who Nick Fury or Hawkeye are. So the ending scene won't really matter. Yeah. But you still get, you just won't get any of the references. That's the only thing that you're going to miss. This is officially part of the phase of phase four. So this is Canon. It's considered Canon. Now to what, is going what from the show is going to translate to the larger MCU or is, even into series or movies or whatever is still up is still in question, but they have said that there are things that are going to happen in this show that are going to affect the rest of the MCU. Well, and they've also already decided that um, regardless of how many future seasons they have of it, that a captain Carter story will feature in each season. Yeah. Um. So we'll probably get some interesting Avengers stories that parallel uh, as we get more of Captain Carter. Yeah. I mean, t- just to think about all of the Captain America stories and just and if that is, in fact, we're just kind of not not so much throwing her in there, but like seeing what the impact of that is. Because did Steve Rogers have a kid that she's going <gasps> to like now hook up with a nephew or something? Yeah. I mean, that's the other side of that, right? I mean, but also this begs the question I asked you this while we were watching. Does this also mean now that there is a reality is the wrong word because that's a very literal thing in this in this discussion. But is there a possibility that Captain Carter and Steve Rogers, Captain America find each other on a timeline and have very Greco Roman wrestling, like hard out fucking sex. Just fucking. <laughs> I knew that's where you were going. Just athletic fucking. Well, that's what I, I, I turned to Josh like while well, this is happening. Because they I, did that on Jessica Jones. Yeah, they did. With her and Luke Cage basically having superhero banging and like breaking the bed <laughs> and through the wall and shit. Yeah. I want I want that for Stephen Peggy. But um, the cell shading, the the animation style, I really really like it. Like we mentioned it before, it's kind of like two point five D. Yeah, there's the, there's a three D to it. I feel like the tentacle monster at the end is a bit more three D, perhaps intentionally so. I think so too. And the way that they that they they use lighting in it is really is really innovative. Yeah, and like it 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 is. I I I kind of at points stopped thinking of it as an animated. The show? suspension of disbelief is solid. Yeah, like I started believing, oh, wow, this is real. And then I would I would be taken back every once in a while and being like, no, this is still really beautiful, but it is animated. You yeah. know what I mean? And honestly, like it really makes me excited again for more live action because like I I I'd love a serialized what if game that was kind of like um Telltale like, like or, the old Telltale games, yeah, yeah that had some uh, uh QTEs and like, and you just buy a new what if, like, what if, 
uh, the whole killable yeah, 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 yeah. Those would be super. Would those would totally be super fun. That. Yep. Sorry. You're welcome. I don't know. Free idea. They're not listening. They're not listening. But that would be pretty rad if, like, that was a TV. Like, if that was a part of the MCU as a video game that you Ooh. got to play through. Like, how how neat would that be? Especially for another medium, like you know yeah. what I mean. That that's super super fun. That's a transmedia experience. Yeah. So yeah, for the first episode again, it's um Jeffrey Wright as we watch the Watcher, introducing the audience to the concept of branching realities by acknowledging the story of Captain America mm-hmm. uh, that we know and pointing out this episode's nexus event. Like I said, um he doesn't call it that. He just points out like it's a d- different decision. Agent Carter, wouldn't you be more comfortable in the booth? No, I'd prefer to stay. There. That's the moment that created a new universe. When asked to leave the room, Margaret Peggy Carter chose to stay. But soon it would be her venturing into the unknown and creating a new world. I actually did go back and look at the Captain America film, and apparently that one decision impacts a lot more because... It's not like she's the only one who's not in the room. Everybody is watching from the booth in the live action film. Yeah. Um, and there's other things that like, I guess this story changes, like, you know, what exactly the Red Skull is trying to do and yada, yada, yada. Um, but it's very, you know, it's um, Mothman prophecies. It's butter- butterfly effect. Yeah. I think that this is, this is just a taste of, I think what we're going to get in Dr. Strange mom and like, yes. and the idea that like, it, it's, things are going to kind of get wild yes. and like, and this is honestly kind of, I think maybe setting it up to where like they're, they're going hard in one direction mm-hmm. so that when they go hard in the movies, that it doesn't seem out of place. Agreed. And, and you know, like, again, we've talked about this before, but like bringing the X-Men in, that's going to be a hard thing to sell. Yeah. And this is going to sell that. It'll help get it there. Yeah. yeah. I absolutely agree. Um, but yeah, so that her, her decision to stay in the room during Steve's change, mm-hmm. um, changes all of this. And now instead of the Nazi spy showing himself at the end and killing the doctor and stealing a sample, um, he blows up basically everything that's happening. Um, Steve gets shot. Like I said, the Tommy Lee Jones character gets shot yeah. uh, and killed, um, Yada, yada, yada. Peggy jumps in the machine and becomes um, beefy Carter. Um, Peggy Carlifter. She (laughs) becomes, I don't know what she calls herself outside of the suit, but she's grown in height and in sort of like stature generally, which I love that they didn't shy away from. No, when they came out, she was stacked. And yeah, she's a built like a brick shit house for sure. (laughs) Um, She's not dainty or like, buxom she's just fucking beefy yeah and i and i think that's that's pretty cool i like that like it's 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 really it's really neat and then and then we get her kind of uh testing out those powers essentially yeah um but obviously because she's a woman in what the 1940s yes she's getting sidelined yeah she's getting sidelined hard which was again the the plot to the one-off that she was in that led to the tv series right um it was very much like trying to be a you know a a professional woman in 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 a man's world yeah and we know from the mcu that she was a formidable part of she's she started it pretty much everybody owes everything to her for better for worse getting that going yeah and i mean 
you know, uh, I mean, Hydra slipped in under her nose too. For sure. And I wonder if that, if this timeline changes that outcome, like if Hydra wouldn't be a part of shield or does she even start shield? Well, the question would be, does Steve or does Steve Shark? Because Nick Fury's yeah. there. Presumably he is the director of shield. That's true. Yeah. Or, I mean, he could be sword. Who knows? Or it, he could be Hydra. And he she says, at least we won the war and it cuts away and it doesn't specify who won the war or if it's, if the allies actually did win the war. That's true. Ooh, that is true. I want to go back and watch that again with that light. That is, that's neat. Right. What, what if, what if, as if, as if the Nazis won. So yeah, if it, she becomes captain Carter, mm-hmm. uh, Howard makes her a suit that looks like captain Britain's from the comic, but it's a different character. Right. Um, it, people were kind of pissed off about that. I was looking online like, why don't they just call her captain Britain? Why does it got to be captain? Carter? Because this is very specifically a different thing. And yeah. actually this model, I looked it up. It's going to be one of the things that we link. Um, this model was based off of, um, a, I think a marble, a Marvel mobile game design <laughs> of captain Carter that okay. then itself, um, made an appearance in exiles, uh, which was about a group of, I think time traveling mutants. Um, and then, yeah, then it became a concept for this. That's cool. Yeah. It's its own thing. That's why. For sure. Yeah. And, and I and I think that it's totally fine. And the, the outfit is fucking rad. I love the shield. Yes. Like, and honestly, like, again, just showing how capable she is. Yeah. Is just so, it, again, it was impressive. And that's when I was, like, starting to kind of not, like, oh, I, I was kind of forgetting that this is just animation. Mm-hmm. Like, I was thinking that, wow, this is so cool looking. And, of course, it is. Because, you know, they're, they don't have the constraints of reality to yeah. deal with but like it's it is Her it is movement so very graceful i did yeah. see a comment um about how it's still very much like this is how peggy carter would have fought mm-hmm. because she brawls that was brilliant let's give it another go So she's throwing big wide haymakers and she's, she's a lot less uh, disciplined in her, uh, uh, you know, her, her um, fisticuff style. Right. Um, it's, it's almost more pugilist like a boxer <laughs> instead of, you know, cause Steve's very, you know, very military, very, Maga. I don't know. I don't know anything <laughs> about it. For They've sure. got very distinct fighting style. She's not just captain America in a wig. Right. Yeah, it, it's 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 she's a very different character, and I think that's that's really important yes. that they show that that way. And because they get the um, tesseract mm-hmm. when they get it, and under the circumstances they get it, Howard's able to effectively build an Iron Man suit early on. Though they call it the Hydra Stomper, and this is Steve becomes Hydra Stomper. Yeah, um, and the suit kind of looks like a, a cross between Mark One and the Hulkbuster, pretty much, but also kind of like the Warmonger suit that Obadiah Stane puts together at the end of Iron Man one. Yeah, I, I can see that. And it's got the rockets on the back and, and there's even a handle for, for, uh, for captain Carter to hold on to, to hold on to. Yeah. That whole 
airplane sequence was so cool so cool it kind of reminded me of the like act three finale in black widow yeah with the thing falling down as she's running around off of those different um surfaces and taskmasters coming after mm-hmm. it was one of the big flashy scenes at the end of the trailers just the way that she like bounced from plane to plane it was also giving me thor ragnarok vibes from like the the yeah. the spaceship chase and what we yeah when thor and um valkyrie were jumping from from ship to ship yes like, it was it was super fun Hold on, you can't even drive a car. So a dame and a flying Buick. Okay, let's hear it for Captain Carter! Save the cheers for the victory parade. We have a war to win! And then we get to the train. Yes. Well, also we get um, Red Skull, instead of trying to make weapons with the Tesseract, Oh yeah, he's trying to summon the true champion of Hydra, <laughs> which is where we kind of get the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. vibes, because this was a whole subplot yeah. after the Inhumans subplot, um, because he was an Inhuman, but he wasn't, and there was a secret society that had been trying to summon him. And this is where we got, uh, what was it, uh, Ghost Rider? Yeah, it yeah. came in after that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like... There's that, but also he kind of looks like um, the tentacle monster ends up kind of looking like um, Shumagorath from Marvel versus Capcom. He's the tentacle monster with the eye in the middle. Yeah. That kind of looks like Starro from the recently released The Suicide (laughs) Squad. But the director is quoted by CNET as confirming that it was inspired by the abelisk from the opening scene of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I was going to say that's kind of what it looked like, too. So that's, that's pretty rad. And honestly, like. Who knows where the Tesseract opened to? I don't... I would not expect a creature of your limited capacity to understand. Soon, the true champion of Hydra shall be summoned from beyond the stars. My champion. Yours? How dare! So as he is doing that, you were making the point that there's the train scene which is mirrored again from captain america the first avenger correct um they think red skull's on the train it's operation where eagles dare which Mm -hmm. may or may not be a clint eastwood reference yeah um it seemed that that line kind of took me out a little bit i was just like oh okay (laughs) it seemed like she was winking at the camera when she said it. it pretty much yeah so it almost you know what it felt like it felt like an archer line a little bit yeah 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 phrasing are we still doing that and Uh, i mean it kind of looks like archer so but you you wanted to talk about the train scene yeah so i think that it's such an it's a really cool reversal where we have steve in the uh uh, hydra stomper yeah in front of it gets into inside discovers that it's just full of explosives you know one thing this is where i took uh it took me out a bit is that his feet didn't like conform to the rail lines i would have loved them to like clamp on yeah I don't know. I was just like, oh, I just feel like Howard would have planned for that. But for sure. But yes, there's the it's a it's like a it's a trap. It is. It's a trap. It blows up. And then effectively, we think that we lose Steve Rogers. It's just like when we lost Bucky. Right. In the original. Peggy. Gotta go. 
Bucky is still very much alive. And there's a reference hole. when she pulls him up where he's like, oh, you almost tore my arm off. That's a very wink and a nod to yeah. his metal arm <laughs> having actually been torn off in this scene or his flesh arm. Right. Effectively getting removed in this scene. And then it gets replaced by metal arm. Look, he's hot even as a cartoon. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he could get it. Anyways. Peggy busts out Bucky for Steve. Yeah. Um, and then they've got to find the Tesseract and stop the Red Skull. So they're going to go to the castle and destroy it. Right. And that's what that. So when they lose the the Hulkbusters, I keep saying that uh, the Hydra Stomper, when they lose that, that had the Tesseract in it. So yes. now Red Skull has has got that. And that's back. where we get to him yeah. opening the gate mm-hmm. instead of creating weapons. We're right. not sure if Steve's dead. Turns out he's not. The suit is indestructible. Yeah. Um, and Steve's still there. They managed to get him in the suit and he charges it with electric. It's a whole thing. The set piece here being the big tentacle fight. And Red Skull getting destroyed by his own hubris. Oh, for uh, sure. Hilariously. Like he once gets again squished. He's in- like, oh, it's my high, it's my, my great planet. Like just instantly. Yeah, he's instantly taken out of the situation, which is, I think, pretty rad. And then Well, he- look, they need somebody to show people the soul stone. That's true. Whoa. What if that's how the Red Skull got to, like, the Soul Stone? Was well, I mean, that's, that's the reference that he makes is, like, you know, we, he came close to an Infinity Stone and failed. Yeah. And that was his punishment. So this would effectively amount to the same thing. But, yeah, I think it's just, it's it's such a great set piece to end this this episode on. And, again, th- these, this episode's only 33 minutes long. Super short. And it... But it seemed like it was it was paced so well. It was paced like a comic book. Honestly, yeah. they did a lot of stuff. We, we we got to go to a lot of locations. Again, that's something that you can't really do as much in the in the live action films. Because right. like you said, you're constrained by either the limitations of uh, your location budget or of how much green screen you want to use. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? And yeah, I just I think it was really fun. And then we get uh, it, it, she ultimately gets pulled in by or she pushes the tentacle monster back through the portal and she goes in with it there's some push and pull at the rate it's spreading it could devour europe if i can get to the controls i might be able to transpose the ingress and do science stuff you mean transpose the polarity and reverse the suction hey being the genius is my thing show off come on come on speak to me baby he makes a joke here about having gone on a date with Hedy Lamar, who was an actress, but also like a brilliant scientist who effectively uh, invented the technology that was the basis for Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. Oh, <laughs> and fun. she's referenced in um, a song in a little shop of horrors. Um, yeah. And basically it's, uh, calamari surprise and peggy goes in and we get a similar sort of goodbye i love you i'll see you again sometime soon subtext whatever yeah kind of like you know in captain america it was steve over the radio talking to peggy as the plane was going down into the arctic or antarctic um and then this one it's you know peggy looking at steve like i'm gonna kill this octopus on the other side <laughs> they do the whole thing where they're um setting up like that they want to dance Peggy, no! I have to. I, I can end this. You owe me a dance lesson. Yes. Saturday night.
Well, and that's been a running theme throughout. Like when C first shows up with the suit, he's like, Stark made me some new dancing shoes. <laughs> so yeah, similar to the Captain America. Yeah, it's been a running theme and it's it's their thing. It's yes, uh, we'll we'll have our dance on Saturday night. So this actually does mean that there's not a winter soldier in this timeline either. Maybe. Maybe not because be, because uh, the winter soldier is the one that kills Howard Stark. Yep. In Iron Man, uh, or uh, sorry, Civil War. Um, yes. So, like, all of that stuff may have not transpired. So, like, theoretically, Howard Stark might still be around. Right. So, I think that's pretty rad. I do, too. Yeah. So, uh, again, these what if, what if, what if. What if. Is just. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. And we're getting then, nine, nine individual episodes. Yes. Whether or not that means nine individual stories or like eight plus a tie together. Yeah, I think there might. I, I would I would hope that maybe there's some like we pick up with Captain Carter a little bit later or or, you know, we well, we know we're going to pick up with her in season two for sure. Um, I just mean, like, is Uwatu going to try to, like, thread any of this together back right. into other stuff that we've seen? Are we going to see potentially references back? Well, of course, we're going to see references back to the sacred time. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a lot of possibility. Watcher the Watcher really makes it a point to where he's like, I don't intervene. All I do is just watch. And he makes that and he makes that very, very clear. As for me, these are my stories. I observe all that transpires here, but I do not, cannot, will not interfere. For I am the Watcher probably means he's going to interview well, I mean, at some che- point it's it's the Chekhov's gun of for the series sure. I think. yeah i think again i think this is going to be a, a lot of fun to do and, or a lot of fun to watch and uh uh i'm excited the only other thing i had was uh, I, I just saw this really neat quote that writer producer ac bradley said the episode is less about carter taking the serum and more about a woman who stays in the room what happens when a woman stays in the room well the world changes yeah and that's really cool that is really cool um but yeah we liked it um, we didn't really do a whole lot of digging for like trivia or reviews or whatever, because frankly, we were like, uh, let's find a way to do not much work and also talk about this one new thing. Yeah. Even though we've done a lot of new things lately. Honestly, this all came from like, we had a joke. What if we didn't do a movie this week? Yeah, and that was the joke. And we thought, you know what? <laughs> it's our show, Dag Nabbit. It is our show. So if we want to try to cover just one episode of this thing. Fine. That I mean, we enjoyed it. If you're here to hear our opinions on things, there wasn't a whole lot to make fun of here. No. And that's why we don't really do the Marvel movies as a whole, because we we're genuinely fans of them. Yeah. And I funnier people can make fun of those movies better than we can. For sure. And and you know, I, I don't think I can be not that we're necessarily needing to be objective about the things that we cover, but at the same time, like there are faults in those in the Marvel movies, but honestly, I like them. I and do I, too. I don't watch them for work. For sure. I watch them to relax. Exactly. I, I rewatch them like I rewatch TV shows. Yeah. So Josh a, is on his uh, 80th office rock. Watch well, what happens is I listen to this great podcast called The Office Ladies, and then they talk about an episode, and I go, <laughs> you know what? I haven't watched that episode in a while. I'm going to go back and watch that one so that I'm ready for the episode. Yeah. There talking about and then i just keep watching it <laughs> um but yeah that's that's our show for this week yeah that's it uh thank um, thank you all for being here thank you all for uh for joining remember if you want some extra stuff especially deep dives like this on the marvel stuff and some of the newer stuff get on head on over to 
patreon.com slash making mischief to get to become a patron to become a backer what yeah. have you um for the mischief media patreon you'll get bonus content from us and all of the other shows on the mischief media network yeah we had the loki recap that we did yeah we we've got a... something coming i think we've got another thing due next month yeah well if they wanted to find uh me on social media where would they do that josh they would do that at clncy that's clancy without the a on both twitter and instagram Clancy, if they wanted to find me on those same platforms, where might they do that? They would uh, go to Josh Watchin TV without the G on Twitter and Instagram. Yep. And if you want to find the show on social media, you can go to nonplusspod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can email us at suggestions at nonplusspod.com if you want to let us know something that we should cover or give us a thought of your own, by all means. Also, make sure you're rating and reviewing and subscribing and following on your platform of podcast. Uh, protuberance no your preferred <laughs> podcast uh playback platform yeah your pppp the pppp um yeah we help us boost that algorithm let us uh, uh, into your frenzy or holes Did you say algorithm maybe <laughs> I'm, it's i'm tired it's been a long couple weeks it has uh, we accidentally went to the store on tax-free weekend. We did. Oh, God. <laughs> that was a wild. It, what, I started sweating, <laughs> and I'm too fat for Macy's. It's a whole thing. The Josh Whitkey story the- <laughs> coming, this, coming this fall. Too fat for Macy's. The Josh Whitkey story. <laughs> a Lifetime original movie. <laughs> uh, it's just me crying at the Levi's denim wall for the... <laughs> Oh, oh no. I love it. That over there is my husband Clancy. And over there is my husband Josh. And we are non plus. As if we're non plus. F. Non plus? Ah. Oh my god. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Is it making your ears bleat? You don't have to be so bashful. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm 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 calling uh Leah. I'm feeling sheepish. My god. Who's the goat? <laughs> Bye. Remember, you can get $20 off your first box of booze boosters from Shaker and Spoon with the code NONPLUS. Just go to shakerandspoon.com slash NONPLUS to get your $20 off today. Add some personality to your potions. And some spice to your sauce. Ew. <laughs>